Sooners of Oklahoma, 12-0 and still looking for respect nationwide. What is going on, Sooner Nation? Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Barry and Mac Show. Myself, Barry, personal trainer, sports performance coach out of Tulsa, alongside Damian Mackey, former Sooner wide receiver, 2000 national champion, and guys joining us today, somebody else off of that team, somebody else that I would honestly say DMAC might be one of the most beloved Sooners off of that team. Just sheer tenacity. The, the, the man is known. I mean, he's the marquee on our opening monologue, man, <laughs> that, that kicks off the show. Number 10, scoring six on the Aggies when the Sooners needed it most. All the way from Miami, Florida. We have Mr. Torrance Marshall. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well, man. I appreciate the intro. That was <laughs> that was that was something else. I appreciate it. How's it going? D Mac, how are you doing today, brother? Man, big bro, man. I'm so happy to have you on, man. I uh, appreciate you coming on short notice and 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 representing. But you know, they don't believe me, bro, when I be telling them how close we were as a squad and how, you know. When, when it came to it, we would knuckle up if we needed to, but touch one of us and it's everybody on everything. Like we hitting everything moving. So, you know, asking Big Bro to come on and do this, man. I appreciate you for doing it. Oh, man, anytime. You know, I didn't even hesitate when you asked me. So, Torrance, I want to go a, a little bit before you got to Oklahoma, because one of the things that always fascinates me is is guys who come to this state from the the coastal areas right i've been in new york i I lived in florida um what was life like in miami just generally growing up and then also playing high school ball in that area what what were you enamored with that that got you here was it just coaches was it the the culture that you saw but but first Mm -hmm. Take us back to to Florida days. I'm I'm always curious to see what the environment was like, how, how it was uh, for you growing up, and what even got you to play football. So, like growing up, I've 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 always played um, football. Um, I can remember, you know, playing in little league and stuff like that. But there was a couple times where I was a little big for my age. You know, back then they had different weight, well, like they do now. You know, they had different weight yeah. weight classes and stuff like that. So I was I was like a tweener, so to speak. I was too big for the kids my age, but I was just a little too small for the kids that was the next size up. So I would, you know, sometimes have to cut weight, you know, maybe, you know, a pound or two. But that's how I grew up in Little League football. Little League football growing up in Miami depends on what part of town you are in. It's it's I'm not going to say rough, but you got dudes out there, you know, not be, not betting on the game. But, you know, they really it's 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 football. My little nephew's in it now. And it's like they really that's their thing. You know, um, Saturday mornings, you get up with your kid. They play football. You know, they live and breathe football. That's how I was back back when I was growing up. You know, um, also what's 
I'll say this. What's what's a little different that I see now in Little League or high school, all the going all the way up, is the contact. Like when I was young, you had to hit. Like you had to hit. If you did not hit, you weren't gonna play football, and you were weren't gonna be labeled. You were gonna be labeled as a not a good football player. I don't care what position you played. Back then in Little League, it was running the ball and running the ball and running the ball. So all the kids wanted to be running back or wide receiver just to go deep, if not play defense. And if you played defense, it was hit. You had you could not be afraid of contact, could not shy away from contact. So <clears throat> that's how I grew up um, knowing that well, thinking that in order to be a good football player, the 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 the, the most thing that you have to have is not being able, not being afraid of contact. So growing up for me, um, I'm not going to say rough, but you know, it, it, I you know moved out of my, I'll say moved out of my parents' house out of respect for them, um, and lived with a friend for my sophomore year till I graduated high school. Um, so, you know, just just to make a long story short, I moved around a little bit once I was in high school. Once I got out of high school, it was a tough road because I didn't have the grade in doing so. I didn't have the grades or a strong SAT score to get to a decent school. So I had to go to junior college route. I was fine with that. Um, was supposed to go to a couple junior colleges that fell through. So. Again, I had to wait <clears throat> another six months to finally go to school. Got myself into school, Kemper Military. <laughs> I'll put it like this. This is in Missouri, Boonville, Missouri. Smack dab in the middle of Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri, and Columbia, Missouri. Yeah. That Therefore, I was a part where right dab in the middle, in the middle of nothing. <laughs> I think they had a bus station. So you can imagine the culture shock that I got hit with, um, you know, my high school, I flew up there with my high school coach, uh, Coach Brooks. Uh, shout out to Coach Brooks. Um, he flew me out there. It was crazy. The first time I had a jacket because I needed one, it was so cold. And it was just like a total culture shock, like from seeing city buildings, beaches, driving from, I think we flew into um, – St. Louis, and then we had to drive all the way out there. So that's a four-hour drive. Seeing nothing but cornfield. This is this is like you know, like okay. The, the last time I seen that, I was traveling, driving through. So so now this is gonna be like my life now. So there was a total culture shock doing that. Um, you know, stayed there for a couple of years, played football, did uh, pretty well. Um, was recruited by some schools, took a couple of visits. Like I was uh, telling um, you back earlier. Um, had a couple schools lined up and everything fell through except for when it was time to go to o Oklahoma. So as far as my, my, my journey, as my, my, my journey getting to Oklahoma, it was a, it was a journey. Um, but I always knew that I could do it. I always wanted to do it as far as like play division one football. I always wanted to play Division one football growing up in Miami, you know, seeing the hurricanes, my team growing up was, was Florida state. The reason why I wore number 10 
was because of Derrick Brooks when he was at Florida State. Dog. They had that wow. awesome defense. Dog. Wow. So you know, that's 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 where the number 10 comes from. I always wanted to I I, I wanted to go to Florida State. Um, but for whatever reason, I sent some some tapes up there, some stuff up there, and they said they didn't recruit junior college players. So, you know. Mistake. So, you know, so 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 it was a journey, but I don't think it's any different than some other guy's journey that 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 has a long road that you know sticks with it, a lot of perseverance and you know a lot of blessings along the way that you don't know are blessings until you get older. So yeah, I was you know blessed to be in certain situations to help me through uh, certain things, and you know just just the just the fight and the no quit in the thinking that I could achieve the goal. Because the goal was always once I got to junior college, you know, and 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 I got some letters and stuff like that. I mean, it was an arms reach away. So at that time, I was I just you know just kept my head down and just tried to grind it out until you know it finally happened. And then once it happened, I was I was so ecstatic to be there that I really didn't want to mess nothing up as far to where I could lose it. So I always wanted to. When I got there, I always wanted to work hard and and I wanted to from 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 day one, I wanted it to be understood that I was coming there for one thing and that was some motherfucking oh sorry about that. I was to that was to let it go. you good. That was to um <laughs> that was to you know just 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 play that 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 there wasn't no Cause you know, for me, it, the 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 time was short. I didn't have a red shirt. I had two for two. I had two years to play. So there were for me, it was the uh, I was two years away from trying to make it to the NFL. And so let me stop you right there, T. Let me stop. You. Let yeah. me stop you. Let me let me expand upon that. Boom! You coming to Norman? You got two for two. By the way, I remember your energy. Like I mm-hmm. was a redshirt freshman, ninety nine. My redshirt freshman year, your junior year. I remember. Talk to me about your mentality. And, and, and by the way, I'm going to tell you my perception of your mentality after you tell us what okay. your mentality was. I'm, I'm interested to know, like you just said, two for and two. I'm, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm interested to see what. <laughs> oh, I'm going to tell you right? the truth, too, bro. I keep so, a dollar. And, 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 so, so you know it's going to be a dollar. But I'm, gonna, I'm interested so, to know. Talk to me about so your mentality. My, so my man, mentality was um, junior college is like a prison system type of deal. Like, you either gonna get it or you're gonna or you're gonna get God as far as playing, right? You either gonna get swallowed whole or you're gonna find out how to be a dog. D Mac, when I say a dog, like, yeah. So that's the mentality that I was coming from. And then you compound on that the um what was going on in my life at the time, you know, um, like everybody else. Yeah. Right. I was yeah. broke. Didn't know which way was up. All I knew was football was it. And this is my shot. So when I got there, my mentality was, dude, I don't give a shit <laughs> or fuck about nothing else but this ball. If you get in my way about this ball, it's going to be a fucking problem. <laughs> my eye is just on the ball. If it's football, I'm in it. And, and I really wanted to. Listen, 
when I came from junior college, I was the best person on the team. <laughs> so when I got to Oklahoma, I wanted listen. I, I, whoever was whoever was the fastest, whoever was the 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 certain certain stuff I wasn't real strong at, but other <laughs> stuff I was really strong. Like I was I was I wanted to show people that listen. I'm not. I told two stories. Yeah, yeah. I told two stories. I got a story. And by the way, I totally forgot about this story. I've never told this story. I don't think I don't think I've ever told this story, Team Marshall, but I definitely just had a glimpse (laughs) of (laughs) practice. I think it's fall camp. I don't remember what it is. Barry, you're going to love this one. You're going to love this one. We're in fall camp and I'm on offense. So we're on another field. Defense on a field. We on a field. But I believe this is the first scrimmage. I believe we're on the game field. We scrimmage like we do a major scrimmage. We do them on the main field. So, so that spring, Rocky Collins is playing Mike. Oh, you, 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 I, I know what you're gonna say. I'm. A, you, you know what that was? That was that was in the summer, right? Oh, it was. Um, it was. It was seven. That was seven. That was that, that, that was in the summer. Um, on the practice field where 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 where, where everybody went because yeah. the coaches couldn't be out there. <laughs> that little right? thing. Hold on, let me tell it. Then you can tell it. Hold on, let me tell hold, you on, hold, hold on. I have my tell, but let me tell you the leading up to that. How yeah. I got down there. I'm in the office. But the Venable calls me down there. You know, I walk across the street from the from the bud. He's yeah. like, "Hey, they're, they're 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 practicing down there at the field." I'm like, "Where? Where? Where? Where?" He said, "He said, don't worry about. It. I'm gonna give you a ride. I gotta drop you off, but I can't stay." When you get there, tell Rocky to move over to the wheel and you play the mic. Go ahead. That's a, well, I'm glad you gave me that context because that, that clears up some stuff buried from my lens. Let me tell you how we saw it. So we on the field, and you're right, it was not fall camp. It was totally summer 707. We, we, do, mm-hmm. we do Skelly. And uh, so it's probably like, you know, second week. Well, it's Rocky at the mic. I want to say BMO or somebody at the wheel. It might have been Roger Stephan. Who knows, right? Whoever they got going. It could have been Armand Spence, in fact, right? It could have been whoever it was. Mm-hmm. Well, T. Marshall coming. Like I said, I don't know who T. Marshall is. I want number 10, matter of fact. And he get number 10. I'm like, who is Juco, buddy? I don't give a damn about no damn Juco. But I'm like, oh, it's him. Got it. Okay. So I'm going to take 13, right? So, so Barry, we get out. We on the field. And we it's already started. Like, we, we done did like 10 reps. And Rocky's playing Mike and he's doing his drops and he he taking his re-step and he's sinking into the hole or sinking wherever he got to go. Uh, all of a sudden, this big ass black dude come, T. Marshall, and in the middle of in between a play, he like, yeah, uh, I'm the mic. <laughs> and and, and it's me is Andre Wolfolk is Savo. He so the receivers and DBs, we had our little area, the backers and the, and the running backs had like their little area and the tight ends kind of had their little area, but we had our own little spot. Like we had a des- like a matter of fact, T Marshall tell you, let somebody who not in our area come to our area. We fucking, I don't care if T yeah. Marshall come, we running up like bro, get in yeah. our area, bro. What you doing? Like, that's just how we was. Right. So we chilling in our area and, and they can't run a play. So we trying to line up and Josh Heupel mad because Josh won't reps. Josh is like, yo, what's up? Defense, what's going on? And, and T. Marshall was like, I'm playing Mike. And Rocky was like, uh, no, you're not. I'm playing Mike. T. Marshall was like, nah, bro, you got to play Will. So we looking like, yo, he about to Debo, buddy. Like, let me see if Rocky get punked. Like, we all like, is Rocky going to take this? Is Rocky going to get punked out? Like, what's going to happen? And I think what hey, T. Marshall was it one play where you guys both lined up at Mike and y'all both? In the same position, am I tripping or did that happen? No, no, so so listen, <laughs> I'm gonna take over from here, right? 
Listen, man. I can already feel the vibe when I'm walking out there. The vibe is who the fuck is this dude walking up and who the fuck spot he think he gonna take? Not the golden right? boy. Not not knowing I'm coming from the main for the main spot. For the guy that's been there already, that's been balling. I, I'm I'm on his spot. D Mac, and I told you junior college, that should have eat you up or swallow you. Man. So listen, I feel the vibe. I know y'all over there in y'all little group. Everybody's in there in that group. I'm in there. I'm I'm right in front of the ball, like the ball's five draw this way. I, you know where everybody's chilling. On, on the little line, on, on the line right there. So I'm I'm sitting right by myself. I'm and I'm waiting because I think it was three two, and they were going three plays and out, three plays and out. Yeah, yeah. So I said, "Shit, I knew who the starters was." I said, "Shit, I'm gonna let y'all go." And then when the other group goes, I'm not gonna go out. I'm gonna let the dude, the second two, go. But when the starters go, I'm walking out there. <laughs> yeah, that's what my mindset was. Because listen, I came there to play, and I was gonna play. So, <laughs> hey, listen, a lot of respect that day. And, you know, what's crazy is the 99 season, um, like you said, man, never no beef or nothing. But, like, we really, really melted 2000. And you correct me if I'm wrong. 99, we were all figuring each other out, you know, yeah. figuring out the scheme, figuring out the coaches. We went into that 2000 off season. And Schmitty took it up another level. Like, all right, we gotta have each other back, or we ain't gonna make it. Like, it ain't gonna, we ain't gonna get where we trying to go if we fighting each other, or not necessarily fighting, but energy. The energy said two thousand. It was like, okay, bet everybody on the same team. It's us against the world because we all we got, and in reality, that's all we need. Well, yeah, man. That um, it, it, it's I don't know, you know, when 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 people say it. it it, it clicks, you know. I don't know when it clicked, but I know that at at, at one point during that, um, at some point from that spring till the end of the summer leading up to the 2000 season, I think somewhere in between that, I think we went from like guarded against each other to like, all right, kid, we all gonna be in this together. Let's go ahead and. Cause I, I I really think that I, I really think that when when we because ninety nine was kind of like 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 you said we was feeling each other out you know everybody was guarded you know a lot of people playing new positions some people lost spots some people got different spots so it was like a lot of not not a lot of tension but it was it was people wanted to prove their worth so there was a lot of mistakes made because of yeah. that um, and then. You know, at at some point from that spring, like I said, to the end of that summer, I think we all figured that we figured out that we all need each other. At some point, we was going to need the person sitting next to you at some point. So we need to go ahead and let our guard down and everybody, you know, come together as one. And, and, and you know who I think, you know, I think I, I really think that summer leading up to that when they had that board of who if you miss a certain amount of workouts, I want to say they said you got to get 92 percent. And I was like, God damn, 92 percent. So hold on, on quick, T. Marshall. Hold yeah. on quick with T. Marshall. Barry, I told you 
I told you we'd have that damn board on the damn wall. And I told you, I think Pop think we lying. By the way, Tim Marshall, right. Marshall, I brought this up months ago because we did a deal just on Schmitty. Yeah. You know, I, I did, did I say it or did I not say it, Bear? I was like, yo, they had that board on the wall. And every day you got a star. Like, you could clearly see who missed. Like, you missed. Were like, look, buddy mm. didn't come. And you got a guy, you didn't get blacklisted, but you was, they was like, ah, buddy, you soft. Like, you, you kind of, yeah, like, you were scared. Yeah, yeah like, you ain't, ain't shit. You can see that bang with for, us. man. Marshall brought that board up. I told you there was this board. It was like the boogeyman, but it was also a, pay, a homage to respect. Like, boom, you could see your position group and the offense and the defense, like who out there banging with you. Hey, yeah. And it was easy to enforce leadership because leaders could really see what was happening. And, and it, it kind of just took care of itself. My bad team, Marshall, but it's just, no, 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 no. Cause no, I brought that like, thing like, up before. Like, like you said, man, you're absolutely right. That, that board held everybody accountable. And, and listen, you didn't want to miss not cause yourself. You didn't want to miss cause you didn't want to let this dude down or this dude say, damn dog, you gonna miss what, what you miss for? So, you know, because, listen, we all knew, we all knew that they was trying to break us every day. Every single day they was trying to break us. Damn, they're killers. Revive us and then kill us again. You know, so it was, it, it was, we had a lot of pride in not missing workouts, not letting Smitty break us. And it was, and, and listen, man, when, when you got a whole, you know, cause they had, um, you had the way that, the way we did it was you had different groups come in. They had a six o'clock, eight o'clock. I don't know what the groups was. And they also, I know he had a 12 o'clock group cause he had my black ass out there. And I got that 12 o'clock group, but I tell you what. We was 10 o'clock baby. Ooh. Shout out to 10 o'clock group. Hey, what was, what was, what was the group? Watch this. So I had into an argument with somebody. What was the name of the group when you missed your time? What what time was it? Forgot, but it was you didn't want to be in that group. <laughs> three o'clock. That was the three o'clock. Yeah, the, 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 listen, the three o'clock group. Yes, sir. Yes, you missed listen, your time. You, you had to come back at three. You come you back it. at three. You go back. You did not. Group. You don't make it. You 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 out. You out of there. Listen, and that's what they called it too, man. That three o'clock. Oh, you got to come back at three o'clock group. Oh man, listen. You only do a couple of those, then you realize. I'll, I'm going to die to make my time. I'll pull, I'll pull a hamstring before I miss my time. <laughs> I will pull a hamstring before I miss my time. Hey, look, me? T. Marshall, I don't want to make fun of you, but I do remember that workout where you gave it up. I, I think it was the eight trippers. I think we had an eight tripper workout and oh, yeah. Josh Heupel. No, no, no. It was Q. They had Q. 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 Feet was so done. We had to carry him off his feet, off the field on his arms. He looked like Jesus Christ on the uh, on the cross. Oh God! Josh Heupel <laughs> couldn't. <laughs> Josh Listen, couldn't. I think I think that's the day I, he told me I got to come back at three. And I think I looked at him. I said, "Okay." Two thirty hit my clock. I think I turned over, laid back down, man. I said, "But I can't make it." I can't make it. T-Marge had to, I had to do so many extra sprints because of that, man. But yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Listen, man, th those were hard times, but fun times. I think that's what um, made us who we were. Tor Torrance, let me, let me ask you something about that. Cause I, I'm a sports performance coach and I kind of want to get into, I'm always fascinated at the, the leveling up that happens one, when you're a freshman and arrive, but going from JUCO to D1, when you got to Oklahoma, having been in junior college, 
where was your body at? And then after that first year, where did you feel that you were, you were at in terms of the dip measuring and dealing with the competition on the field? Did you f- notice or, or feel any significant difference in your performance, the ease at which you played, how fast you played, your lateral movement? Was there anything real tangible that, that you noticed that you got out of that? Well, okay, I'll break like going from high school. I graduated high school. I think I hell, I put on 10 pounds before I graduated, and I graduated 185. Um, I went to junior college and um I was rooming with this um Samoan dude, and um he always made these uh Raymond noodles with poached eggs, and we would eat those, and he would this well, this is the first time I really started halfway lift weights type of deal and i gained 30 pounds when i went back so that from the summertime to when i went back in december i gained 30 pounds just from starting to have a real um not a real weight program because where i was at it was just you know your standard bench squat maybe some incline bench you know some curls just your real standard stuff so um when I went to, so from, from there, that's, I, I noticed, you know, some, 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 some strength, but when, when I really noticed some strength was my, after working out that summer and playing that uh, my, my first year in, in 99, I noticed a big difference as far as um, strength wise. It, it was, it, it was like night and day as far as junior college to, uh, my first year, I felt a lot stronger, um, faster, quicker. And then let me tell you, um, after that season, when we went at that, that spring and, and, and summer, like when, when we put on the pads that first time, um, after that summer workout, I noticed a big difference, you know, um, <laughs> listen, like, I, there was a certain look that, that I wanted, you know, when, when I was looking at my favorite players growing up, you know, um, you know, uh, Derek Brooks, when them dudes put on their shoulder pads, their shoulder pad, their chest was so big. It came out right here like that. <laughs> so that's what I was looking for. That's what I was like. That's what I, that's. And so then one day, you know, after, cause I always lifted weights before practice, many had me coming in there, lifting weights, then I'll go to practice. So one day after, you know, lifting weights, I went out there to, to practice and I swear I felt that that was like, yes, I finally. So that year I noticed a big difference as far as my strength wise, how fast I was, my endurance. It, it, it really the endurance from yep. from from that first year to the next year, my endurance was like. Yeah, it was. But I, like looking back on it, I know how hard it was and what it took to get to that. So, you know, when I when you know, talking to these young kids and, you know, telling them, listen, you know, I tell my son all the time, listen, man, hard work is hard work. Like you, if you go if you want it, you like I, I, I've seen it. Like the, the work that you put into something you're going to get. So it, it's really, you know, you're a coach, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure 
you know, if you have clients, you tell them, listen, if you want results, you have to get out and do it. So after getting out and doing it for that, from that spring, after we lost the Independence Bowl, I think the coaches were possessed with the kind of talent that we had because we was a pretty good ball club, 99. We just made a lot of mistakes. And, and, and we wasn't really, I don't think physically, where we were the year after. So, really interesting. Oh, it was, oh, listen. It, it was, was a big I'm, jump. Wow. Oh, I, I think so. I, 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 know, I, know, I know for me it was in all those areas. I was a lot stronger. I was a lot faster. And even mentally, mentally, I think we was on another level as far as, you know, being mentally strong. You know, um, I think I think that year they the coaches, I don't know what they did, but I think they went into a we don't give a shit mentality. We are going to push these cats as hard as we could push them. And we're going to see where this leads us. Because, I mean, every day they push the envelope. Every day they push the envelope. And, 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 and what's crazy, DMAC was a part of this group too. We knew that that's what they were trying to do. And we would tell, these, tell ourselves, hey, you're going to let coach, they're trying to break you. You're going to let them break you? You, the, like different group, hey, don't let them break you today. And, and and that's the type of mentality that we had, which I think was great for us. Like when we went into those ball games in 2000 and we got down or shit wasn't going our way, listen, there wasn't no blinking on that sideline at all. It was always, yo, let's go. We're we going to get something. It was always there was I listen, nobody blinked not one single time. I think leading up from that time we lost the Independence Bowl all the way to the end of them summer workouts, I think that mentally we were just a hundred times stronger than we was the year before. And you know, the the the, the physical side of it that took care of itself by how hard we worked. Not not only individually, because that board was like an individual chart leading up to a group of people that really didn't miss any workouts. We had a few guys miss, but those guys weren't there starting the season. So the guys that were really in the trenches from day one, those all those guys was there all summer. So that's why when we get together, the walk-ons dudes that wasn't playing that that did play we all won we all won because we all brought it together leading up to that point and we all shared in the fruits so and that's how it's going to always be well when you transition from that 99 to 2000 year you know it's obvious outsiders looking you know kind of in at the team that that you were a leader it's obvious that 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 hypo was a leader you know dmac has told a ton of stories on different guys but what i'm curious about is there had to be a transition for a team to level up like that at what point did you notice the guys who were going to be leaders 
become leaders. And, and I'm honestly really talking about yourself, at least from, from us and our vantage point, you know, it looked like you were a guy out there who, who demanded res, um, results from others. You were someone who demanded respect as a player, not only by, by your, your words, but also your playing style and, and just your approach to the game. When did that, that aspect, or when did um, the, the leadership that was needed for 2000, when did that show up and, and how did that manifest in you? Um, I think, um, for, 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 for me, um, I, I, I felt more comfortable in that role, um, after the first season and like going into that spring and, 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 and summer, um, for one, I was, a I was a newcomer, um, and I, and I wanted to really just show my work with my plate, you know, because a lot of guys could talk, but it's, it's, it's really going to boil down to how you, how you play, how you hustle, what's your grit, you know, they have to see it in order, in order for somebody to be a leader, they have to, you know, anybody could, everybody comes in talking, but are you going to sacrifice, lay it all on the line and continue to do so and bring the people along with you. It's one thing to try and go by yourself, but you got to bring everybody with you. So you have to hold people. If you're holding people accountable, you have to make sure that you're doing everything right as well. So, you know, and, 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 People see that. People see that. And and if they see that and they recognize that that's what you're doing, you know, you don't have to ask to be a leader. You just feel it and you just lead, right? Um, and then when they make you a captain, that in itself, you know, you know, I, I, for me, as you know, for them to put place me as a captain my senior year, that lets me know that you know, okay, you're a leader and you have to lead. And you know, leading isn't always with your mouth, right? Leading's what you're doing behind the scenes, what you're doing in practice, what you're doing for the game. I can't ask this dude to sell out on special teams, go down there and bust somebody in the head. Right. If I'm not out there selling out myself, you know, um, you know, sacrificing for myself. There's a lot of times in, in, in games where they were just running at me, trying to block me, trying to block me. I would be selfish of me to try and go out of my way to try and make a tackle because somebody else is making a tackle. You know, so leading's not always making tackle. It's about doing the right thing, not complaining about doing it and just doing it, sacrificing for everybody else. For the greater good. Um, so I really did. Let me say this, big bro. Let me say this, Let me say something to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, Chief is being humble. When every year we would have a kind of a deal with coach, like, hey, we're going to do, we will do uh, captains and generally juniors and seniors. When I was at OU, I, I think it would have been unprecedented for a sophomore to be a captain. Like Rocky wasn't a captain as a sophomore. None of us were captains as sophomores, right? And so um, 
that was a very easy year for us to pick captains. Like it literally was like a two minute conversation, right? 99, it was, it was, it was kind of like, yo, who's the captain's going to be 98. It was kind of like, yo, who's the captain's going to be that 2000 team. Like, like T Marshall was saying, like chief was saying, like those guys, they were the guys putting in the work 99 and we all put in work and then like people weren't working their tail off, but like, it wasn't a question who the defensive captains were. There was no question. Like we didn't have to do a ballot. You know what I'm saying? Like there was no question who our alpha dogs were. And as a team, we all fell in line. I wasn't trying to be the number one dude. I knew that wasn't my position yet, but I also knew I wasn't going to be no cat. And I wasn't going to let nobody say I was a cat. T Marshall to Roy Lee to, to walk on kicker. Like that was just the energy of that team. But in the same breath, but nobody gonna be like, yeah, I want to be captain over T Marshall. Yeah, you 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 wildin', bro. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be captain over. Uh, I'm gonna be captain over Seth Latrell, bro, bro. You 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 tripping? And it's not an accident. Think about it. Josh Heupel was one of our captains. He's a he's a head coach. Seth Latrell was one of our captains. He's a head coach. You know what I'm saying? Like the guys yeah. who the team chose as captains went on to be in leadership positions in yeah. life. Yeah. And so you know, it, it, by the way, it's still crazy to me. Like. We literally, I don't want to say feared because that's a pussy word. That's not, but like we, man, 99, like T Marshall was a boogeyman. T Marshall, you remember this? I think it was 99 season. It may have been 2000. Barry, we would do uh, pregame highlight tapes, right? And every game, there was a theme. They would always have a theme. And, and you know, I always make fun because of that one rock band. We like, remember that T Marshall? We loved, it was Creed. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the, I don't know the words, listen, but we. Listen, like listen, if I hear the song today, I will. I'll sing it, and people look at me like, "Sorry, man." That was, that, was like joints, so look, Barry, that was one of our joints, right? Well, one highlight tape. The video starts, and you just see this figure, and you're like, "What is that? What the hell is that?" And it's it's like it's like getting clearer and clearer, and we look in, and we like it. Literally, to me, looked like on Scooby Doo, the Boogeyman. It's like, we're like, what is that? And it kept getting clearer and clearer and clearer and clearer. It was literally a picture of T Marshall in practice. Like, what's yeah. the picture of my face? Yeah, he's just yeah. like great. The grind. He had the beard going. The hair was, yeah. you know, what I'm saying. You, I know you know. I know you know what I'm talking I, about. I remember that night. Like, yeah. We we was looking and then we finally saw. I think somebody like Jay Hunt, who's smart ass, was like, "That's G Martin." We was like, "Oh!" But oh, it was like it was, yeah. the symbology of it was like that. That mm. highlight tape was one of the ones where like you got to grind. Like it was like you got to have yes. your grind on. And it literally started with T Marshall, then it went to the highlight tape, and it ended with T Marshall. And they had like a little quote. But like he didn't have to. I don't. I don't know if you. I don't. You know what I'm saying? We didn't assume he asked that to happen. I don't even want to know if you did. Don't tell me if you did. But like we saw it in that lens and was like, hell yeah, it's time to go whoop ass. Like that was the mentality. It the picture painted exactly how we felt right. and what we needed. That's your captains. Like those are your leaders. And and we felt. Uh, I say this all the time, and I know T. Marshall for the same way because he be banging with me. Let us see that UM team 2000 and 2000. They yes. wouldn't have wanted to see us. I don't care who they, I don't care yeah. what those boys did in the NFL. That's cool. That's great. You know, I can't wait. I'm I'm, I'm surprised that they haven't done nothing on that. Because I they swear that they would win. I, I don't get and, like and y'all listen, lost to I, I would, Washington. I would, y'all lost to a, y'all lost to a school with hella syllables. 
You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, how do you lose to a school with hella syllables? Washington. That's hella syllables. Like, what are we doing? So, I, so that know. year, that year, we were the we were the best team in college yeah. football. There wasn't no just because you know this team lost, they would have been no, 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 no. <laughs> we were the best. T- Listen, if we if we if we would have played anybody, yep. You can put in a couple NFL teams. <laughs> I don't think. But seriously, we were so locked in. I really don't think people understand how locked in we was. I really don't, man. Ladies because we were we were super locked in. I mean, from the from the Big Twelve game on, we were locked in. Well, watch this, Tomorrow, I mean, How much fun did you have in Florida leading up to to the to the bowl game? Did anything, uh, we, really? we didn't have no fun. We came we, do, we, we, we did we did the team activities and that's it. That's what we, you know it was fun though. Look, this was this was fun. Actually, we was pissed. We would meet with Florida State, Barry, and we would t- you know get to talking to their guys, and they got like nine hundred dollars per diem. You remember that? Some of their guys got a thousand five hundred. We all got like four hundred dollars. And we like, yo, how are we getting 400 and they got 1800 They knew how to flip the system. We didn't know how to flip the system yet. So we walking around broke with no money. They walking well, around with a couple stacks. You, you know what it was, right? A lot of those guys were from Florida. So the money that everybody, I, I found this out. Everybody gets a certain amount of money for the players, right? So since some of your money went to the airplane ticket. Yeah. yeah. Some of your money went to the, because, because. I was already down there <laughs> and I said, I'll meet y'all. So I got extra bread. Uh, yeah. So, 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 so you guys' money went to the plane ticket. And, and a lot of those guys are from Florida. So they drove up. You know, you remember what it was? If, if, if you could drive to the yeah. thing, you get a certain amount of money. But we were so far away that some of that money had to go to the plane ticket. But you know what? Another thing pissed me off. About that whole trip too, man. That we you know when when we went to certain events and stuff, we had to be dressed up and yeah. casual. Yeah, them yeah. dudes came in there, jumpsuits, pants, and you know, pants hanging down. And they was late. Yeah, then the motherfuckers was late. Like you just don't disrespect from the some from the beginning to the end. And then you know, a couple times, man, you know. We had a curfew, I think, like 10 o'clock. So we'll, we'll, we'll walk around the beach or whatever, whatnot. And then a couple of times, we've seen some of them dudes on the street. Man, them, man, the way they was looking at us, man, <laughs> it was crazy. And, 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 you know, because it, it was crazy. I, I You know, I, I knew a couple of those dudes. I didn't know them, but I knew who they were. Well, hell, they knew who I was. And, uh, you know, we walk in, you know, we bump into them. Hey, what's up? You know, yeah, yeah. You know, everything good. We'll be. Then a couple of them dudes side, you know, do that love, and then walk on by us like we short and shit. <laughs> he said, like we short. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at that bitch. You, you motherfuckers don't know. We gonna kill Man, you, motherfuckers. We got something for y'all boys. Days. Hey, look, look, look. On that note, that's a perfect segue into it. We, and 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 we didn't know. I don't know if you noticed, T. We had no idea that what you said to Winky until we watched stuff after the fact. Like <laughs> none of us knew because we was in the locker room. Fans was telling us. Apparently, like ESPN, somebody showed it, but we didn't know. Walk me through that moment. You guys are going up. Obviously, it's on camera now. It's all over the yeah. internet. You probably gone viral ten times. Walk me through that whole Winky deal, bro. 
you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Barry and Mac Show. This will conclude part one. Also, coming soon, Sooners 360, recruiting, game breakdowns, film review, and everything in between. Please go leave us a rating and review, and we will see you soon.